Welcome to Ladder Talk Live, a podcast for leaders, thinkers, and future makers. Covering topics like personal branding, self-awareness, networking, fear, and career management. I'm your host, I'm Coach Polina. Good morning, good morning, and welcome back to the Weekly Rewind with Ladder Talk Live. Hi, Trisha, how are you? Hi! Hello, everyone. I'm back. It is Friday. We made it. Friday, yes. I I don't know if anyone else feels this way when it's a shortened week. It still feels like it's longer. Is it just me that feels that way? Uh, Definitely longer. And then we have, because the topic for this week has been entrepreneurship. So Mm -hmm. what's even more exciting is because I know a lot of our entrepreneurs out there that are like, yeah, it's Friday. I'm not in corporate America anymore. So I don't like this today because my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday kind of is all in one. Like Saturday and Sunday, I'm still working. So mm-hmm. I um, am excited for today's topic. It is something that I love talking with you about. I've loved this week. Um, but yes, so excited it's Friday. Yes. Um, yeah, it has been a really good week. This week, we, we talked about Entrepreneurs Week and We really dove deep on the various levels of an entrepreneur from the brand new entrepreneur who's still trying to decide if they have a business on their hands, uh, all the way to the working entrepreneur looking to scale and hire help. So we we had a really good week. Um, So what is your, what has been your favorite? Like let's, actually let's do the recap first because Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I'm kind of jumping ahead. Walk okay. me through, like, let's say they're just now joining. What is Monday, Tuesday? Like, walk me through the topics again. Okay. So on Monday, we talked about how to, how you personally can turn a hobby into a full-time business. We really broke down how to create a plan and, and make it real. On Tuesday, we talked about how to find your inner CEO. We created a step-by-step guide to find your purpose and, and making it happen. Wednesday, we had a special guest, Arielle Young, and our topic was Evolution of Freedom. That was a, a two-part episode. We, we aired part one. And on Thursday, we talked about how to see yourself as a business, not a job. And we talked about imp- the empowering journey through fear and doubt. So a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. And so now that you've completed the week, what name your top two favorite. So my favorite, because I'm all about inner peace and alignment, was, was, what day did I do that? Tuesday. Tuesday, I did the mind, the mindfulness exercise where we envisioned ourselves in our CEO um, seat and, and what our office looked like, what our um, employees look like, what, how the, I mean, we, we went deep in, in our inner thoughts. So That was my favorite one. That was on Tuesday. And then, of course, my second favorite. Anytime we have a a special guest, um, it's always my favorite. So the Evolution of Freedom, which aired on Wednesday, was uh, another uh, all-time favorite of mine. Just because we talked about the phases and the steps of freedom. The nine individual contributor to the manager. And then next week, we'll talk about um, really creating that plan to get to your own business, creating your own uh, brand and, and entrepreneurship, and then um, connecting to that freedom of life, uh, depending only on yourself to to expand your business and brand. So those are my two. How about you? And I'm excited for next week. I'm so excited. Like I that so to kind of back up, my number one was going to be Monday's 
um, you know, inside how to turn a hobby into a full-time business. This is where I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, those that are looking to transition, speaking their personal brand, what that looks like. So I would say that was my, my number one, like I was writing down tons of notes. And then yes, number two would be the very start of episode, or I would say the first part of Evolution of Freedom. Um, I was like writing down notes. And I think that that was the one that would probably be, and I don't want to say hardest for me, but the one that I got the most growth mm. um, in terms of like hard to digest, a couple things that said like, you, this is your life. It's like those type of words, the things that um, Ariel was saying, like they resonated with me. And then even at the beginning, when she's like freedom and entrepreneurship, like that doesn't necessarily have to be synonymous like that. Right then and there, I was like, oh, OK, this is about to be a good episode. <laughs> All right. You like drop some nuggets at the very beginning. So yeah. it's just one of those things that um, I was like writing down a ton of notes. So I'm excited to see part two and where that you guys take the conversation for next week. I'm super stoked to see about that. Yes. But let's talk through Monday first. I want to get to Ariel's conversation. I want to pick up the information as well as even Tuesday um, actually the whole week, but I want to ask you, so if we have viewers on here that are, you know, Monday's conversation was more how to turn a hobby into a full-time business. Mm -hmm. So if we have viewers on here that are like, you know, all this sounds great. You went through the steps of what they need to do. You talked about what that looks like for them um, and how to turn that into hobby, into a full-time business. But what if they like, what if they're not there yet? Like what, how do they, how do you get them to see this is a hobby and this is something that I can actually turn into a business and not so much like I think that we may have some viewers that are still on the cusp there that are like, hey, yes, this sounds good in theory, but how do I get over this hump? Like, what does that look like? Good question. Uh, honestly, I think for me, it's important to kind of do a testing phase. There's always that testing phase in, in every business to identify, do you really have a good idea on your hands or is it kind of just that, you know, you enjoy doing it, but it's truly a hobby. And sometimes you have to test that with your community. You know, if if you post, let's say, on your social media platform, hey, I'm looking to start this uh, local cupcake business and would love your input. You know, here are my top three flavors. Who wants to try it out? Or if, if it is a food brand, start going to some of these local festivals and, and see if you sell out, you know, and more as you go to each new festival, bake more cupcakes do they continue to sell out and, and then expand from there? However, there are also times where it may it may just be a niche, you know, brand which which does have its market as well. So, for example, um, I grew up in a Christian household where I uh, grew up on wooden pews. If if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. And so. <laughs> Getting good, guys. We're going in deep. Yes, keep going. <laughs> and so um, I grew up with the pack. In fact, that was my job at the end of, of church because I was the pastor's kid. So I had to clean up after the service was, was over was the, the paper fans. Right now, every church mother had that fancy accordion uh, fan. Right now, 
some of you may think. And I'm just thinking oh, about it right now. Right. Yep. <laughs> Where's my fan? That's a, that's a fantastic brand. Everybody's going to want that. But you also have to recognize the market. Are we really in a place where now people really are using these church fans? I've been to several churches since my childhood as, as the, the world has changed. And I don't really see a whole lot of paper fans being sprayed across people's faces at this point. So you also have to know your market. Is there really a, a need for that? And if it's just a hobby where you can just pop it on Etsy, then that could work too. But you also have to identify it may not be market domination all over you know, the world, but it could just be for a specific um, group of people. And that that is a good point in terms of making sure that your hobby is sustainable. Mm-hmm. That is huge, I think, because especially in a time frame where we have a lot of people that are working from home. So they feel as though like full time and they're like, hey, how do I, you know, take this hobby to the next level? Whereas previously they may not have had all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So now they can do a little bit after hours because they're not making the commute home or going to networking events, you know, talking about their hobby, making sure that it's something that is people want to buy. But I think also something that you said, because in our viewers may feel this way, I'll just speak from personal opinion, um, stepping into... I did not realize it was entrepreneurship at the time. And I learned a lot even over this week's episodes. But it's one of those things that um, for me, making sure that like before I took that leap, was it sustainable? And then also making sure that in a saturated market, like you type in social media and I feel like everyone knows about it. Like Mm -hmm. everyone talks about it. But when you talk about personal branding, storytelling. So I think you and I even had this conversation when I started stepping into my own journey of, you know, being entrepreneurship and so forth. It's like, okay, what does, even if it is saturated, you are, your audience needs to hear from you. There is something that you're going to create for your audience that no one else can create there. I mean, there's so much information out there. And I think sometimes even viewers have information overload to where it's like, okay, there, you are, there could be a hundred of you, not of you, but a hundred different in the industry, but that doesn't necessarily make the difference. You Mm -hmm. are the only one that carries that specific hobby that is going to be for your audience, for your customer base, for who you're talking with. And there's someone out there that is looking, that's going to buy from you that would not receive the same treatment, the same, you know, as we talked last week, the customer service and so forth, they're not going to see, receive that same brand from anybody else. Mm-hmm. So I think number one, knowing that it's sustainable. And then two, just knowing you got it. Like you right. are the one, um, even though not all hobbies translate into viable, you know, necessarily careers, Mm-hmm. evaluating whether or not you're what you're providing is important. If it's important to you, it's important to those around you sell it. Like, have y'all, I, I guess I'm going to ask in the chat. Have y'all seen Shark Tank? That used to be my oh. favorite show. I don't care if it's fake or not fake. <laughs> it's not favorite <laughs> show. <laughs> I don't care if they gave these, if they did not give them. I'm going to be honest. Those people that walked on Shark Tank, when they would come on the show, they would, even if they didn't get a deal or from the, one of the investors, they still walked out there with the brand. They still walked out there getting noticed. So like putting themselves out there, making sure it was something that's viable. So I think that's huge. Um, and I also want to ask, because I was reading some statistics and I want to get your thoughts on this, Lena. Um, Wall Street Journal stated, and this was 2020. So from 2020 to now we're in post 2022, post pandemic, um, It stated that individuals that are applying for an employer identification number has skyrocketed past 3.2 million. 3.2 million. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that number? Like, what are your thoughts? 
I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm putting together a proposal for a future client of mine, and I've been doing a lot of research. And it's like 50 million new businesses are created a year or something like that. So people are, and the, the growth of the entrepreneur in the pandemic doubled, you know, so yeah. more people were willing to bet on themselves when their back was against the wall, right? A lot of people were laid off, affected and things like that. They had to come up with their own thing. So definitely not surprised. And it's free to get your EIN number. So I mean... Why not? But it's not to apply for LLC. So it is not. not. (laughs) But every state prices it differently. Florida's a hundred something. However, Michigan is like 50 bucks. So every state is different. Um, They're barrier of entry. Yeah. I think applying for that. I mean, guys, if you have something out there, it's important to you. You know, you can impact change. You know that there is someone out there that is going to be able to, you know, they want to buy that. They need your vision. Do it. Like life's too short, I say, to stay in a lukewarm area in your life, but please do not leave your job. I am not one of those. You know, the pastor said, I told you to leave your job today. And everybody's like, this is my, nope, do not do that because you still got bills to pay. Bills still need to be paid. Life still needs to go on. But turn that, like life is too short for you to sit and hold your gift back from others. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, entrepreneurship is is honestly, and this this may be, frowned upon, but I really believe entrepreneurship is in all of us. Now, how deep are we able to tap into it? That's up to each person. But I've been an entrepreneur since I, in in elementary school, I used to make bookmarks for kids for 25 cents out of glue from that little marker box. Okay, so color, what colors would you like? Okay, let's go over here and make it a bit. <laughs> Candy in middle school, there may or may not be my business partner in the chat right now. Uh, but yes, so there's an, uh, an entrepreneur in all of us. It's just how, how have you tapped into it in your adult life for sure? So I love that. I love that. And I totally agree. I really do. And on like leader of your own kind of even in your day to day, like I love and let's kind of segue into the conversation for Wednesday, Ariel's conversation, um, evolution of freedom. Like, even if you are in your own um, role right now, and it's like, yes, I don't want to, I don't really have a hobby. I don't want to go out into business, like being a leader and kind of over your own role day to day. That's something that's huge. So I love that you gave us the different levels. I'm excited to see what happens next week. But just knowing that, like, even in your current day to day, going from individual contributor to leader, that is something that you can even work on right now, something that you can impact that you'll be surprised. Like, quote here, guys, there is an entrepreneur in all of us. So you'll see just even that like movement and you going from one step to the next. And then it's like eyes are open and it's like, wow, I really I really do have it in me. You definitely can see it. Yep, absolutely. Um, So we have some chats here. Shark Tank can be brutal and I love it. Uh, I agree. They have confidence. I'm going to throw it out there, guys. Like, and that's something I will say when you are selling, like come across with confidence. I don't know if everyone has done. I think I always say um, I did learning and development for a while. And so before I would start training, 
um, new hires, I literally would, and it kind of made me comfortable to even be on camera a lot. I would go in the mirror and do my power pose. If you don't know what a power pose mm -hmm. is, make sure to look it up. But I would stand with, I mean, cape on my back. They needed what I had to say. <laughs> so it's one of those things, guys, come across with confidence. Um, I think those that are on Shark Tank, like, yes, sometimes they're brutal and sometimes they say things for our own enjoyment to laugh at, which is not very nice, but it's something that um, those, the people that, the entrepreneurs that walk onto that show and they walk back out, like, it's one of my favorite. Yeah. And I get to see the creative ideas. I think there's yes. many creative ideas out there. Yes. Especially when it's your idea and you're like, yeah. I <laughs> Hey, when Shark Tank used to be on, Lena would text and say, I had this idea. <laughs> I knew someone that had this. Uh, I love that. <laughs> now, um, I, I, I challenge everyone. I want to see, the, the, and I'd love for you to answer this as well. We have another comment from Asia that said she had a lemonade stand. So I'd love to know everyone that's watching live or the replay to comment, what was your childhood business? Did you have one, Trisha? So I did, and mine was lemonade as well, um, because <laughs> I think, hold up, let me kind of back up a little bit. I feel like I make bomb lemonade. I don't know if anybody else does, but the way, I mean, there is a perfect scenario to the sugar and the lemonade. Like there's just, and you, if you add, as I got older, I added some fresh slices. So I had a big neighborhood. I have a lot of siblings. Um, and now I'm actually making my kids do it because we're fundraising for a lot of their events. So it's like, hey, y'all, what? I know we're fundraising. People don't really go door to door anymore. I'll ask our family for the fundraiser. But for y'all to make your portion of this fundraiser, I need y'all to, you know, let's start a business. So I actually had them out the other day, you know, selling lemonade to our community. So um, again, I feel like there is a recipe out. If you have a favorite recipe for lemonade, please share. Mine is lemonade as well. Chick-fil-A. Yeah, whatever they're doing. Oh, whatever they have. But they got the secret sauce. <laughs> uh, we have someone who said on Instagram, they created lanyards. Who remembers World's Finest Chocolate? And that was your door-to-door -door sales right there, uh, selling in bulk. Or those quarter, but remember the quarter sheets, quarters that I don't, I don't remember what the purpose was of them, but I What'd remember in church. What were we selling over here? <laughs> I, I think it was donations, honestly. I don't think we were really selling anything. I just think the objective was to get quarters and fill up this little pocket sleeve of things. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, please help me. But yeah, <laughs> but, but I'm telling you now with fundraising though, like I will say that taught me entrepreneurship of doing that very early on. I love that you made bookmarks. I think that is super creative. Like, I think that as you know, we like social media, there's so many ideas out there. And even if you have the same idea, like there are a ton of people that will probably say, Hey, I sold lemonade. Well, oh, that's great. And your neighborhood definitely probably needed that. As I feel minded. And mm -hmm. even to this day, when I made it for my kids and I had them outside our driveway, it's like they want my recipe. I walked with confidence. Now, again, they probably could go to Chick-fil-A and get the same. And it's uh, not the same, but they could go to Chick-fil-A and get something that's, you know, five star. But that's OK. They needed my lemonade. And we made $150, guys on some lemonade and my daughter. And the reason that's why is because my daughter was forgetting to give change. So now I have to go back to all these people <laughs> and give them back their change. Yeah. She was like, she, for me. Was free. she was like, thank you. And then put it in there. Bye. And because she's six years old, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, just keep the change. <laughs> yes, Lakana just said there are a hundred brands of bread on the aisle, but you pick the one you want. Hey, 
Yes, that is a good point. Knowledge drop right there. There are a hundred different, I like a hundred different options. And sometimes it can even be overwhelming, but I go, my go-to, I have my go-to. So exactly. I love that. So continue to let us know again, if you're watching. Oh, Asia just said, see, I, I'm a scanner when I read. And she said, alcoholic sangria. And I'm like, Okay, we doing that. Um, but I finished reading the sentence and she said non-alcoholic sangria. Which okay. <laughs> it's it's cool. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, are we selling non-alcoholic? Because we can take this up a notch. And even though my kids are 21, we can have adult like we are there. Do this. Yeah. Okay, hold on. We got some more. Uh I lived near a golf course and would co would collect lost golf balls and sell them back to the golfers at three more times. Well, no, that's an idea. <laughs> Get, here, you just lost this. Want it? Right. And um, hey, you create a pain point, you really can sell. I promise you. That sells one on one. We'll go into that at a later episode. That's what I used to train on in sales. So, yeah, you create a pain point, and I promise you. Um, it you will get it back. So they did not want to invest in new balls. Those were their balls. So awesome job on that. Yes, yes. And then someone else just said that uh, they were paid as a singer for events starting from age 15. So. Okay. Are you still singing? I, I need to know that actually. Let us know. Yeah. If let you us know. Put on a show. Hey, maybe you could even sing our intro. We're always looking to support local businesses as well. Definitely. I love that. Yes. Mm -hmm. I wish I could be paid, but um, I'm tone deaf. So <laughs> me, I will be singing in the shower. <laughs> and to me, it sounds yeah. beautiful to everyone else. It sounds like racket. Um, so I do want to ask, I want to talk about, because Tuesday being your favorite episode, I love that something of, you know, finding our inner CEO. Um, tell me like what prompted you even as you're doing your research, or you personally, like, how do you feel you went about finding your inner CEO? What steps did you take um, if you took the same in terms of finding your inner CEO? Because you do own multiple businesses mm -hmm. um, and your ability to manage all, I always say, is amazing to me, by far amazing to me. Your ability to be able to manage all and know what's going on in each business, but still enough to let your team do a lot mm -hmm. um, and giving them and delegating to them. So how did you find your inner CEO? Uh, for me, I have always had the mindset of a boss, as I like to say, which is why my company is called Career Boss Academy, uh, because I think it all begins with mindset, right? You, you may have several businesses and the mindset you bring to each of them is what helps them become successful. Uh, I won't say that every business I've ever thought of has been a good idea. Right. I can't think of any bad ideas right now, but I'm sure that there were <laughs> one or two out there. One or two. No. no one's asking. Hey, that's OK. Um, Walking that confidence. But it's a good um, idea to somebody. I promise you that. Yeah. Honestly, it's just about just taking action. I've just been willing to continuously bet on myself forever. And that has been the, the difference maker. I'm willing to invest in myself. I'm willing to put myself out there and see if it works. If it doesn't work, what have I learned from this situation that I can take to the next business? And what could I have improved on? I've bumped my head a few times, of course, like anybody who, who's trying to figure it out in the dark sometimes. Um, but as I've evolved a bit more in my savviness of business, 
um, I, I won't make the same mistakes twice kind of thing. So for me, it's the first step has always been just putting myself out there and, and trying it and seeing how people receive the information. I love that. I love that. And that's a very good takeaway. I think that has to be number one. I, I always say starting with curious, like in something you say that has stuck with me that I actually use it even now personally is, you know, there's never really mistakes or failure. It's always lessons learned. Like, how did I learn from this? But I start from curious, like, how do I, where did I, where maybe I have went wrong, or even if you're not even there yet, it's like, I haven't even made a mistake because I'm so paralyzed to actually take that plunge then it's more of, okay, what can I do little by little to get me more comfortable? Is it, you know, presenting to family and friends, my idea? Is it, I know that my sister-in-law who owns a boutique, she actually put the name out to the group and said, guys, I got a couple different options. She owns an online kids boutique. And she said, I got a couple different options. How, what would you guys receive to? We have a huge family. So that was something even starting with friends and family. And if you don't have, I mean, you can send it to the DMs guys. Um, in terms of what are your thoughts on this on business ideas? Because that's something that, you know, you want to make sure that you put it out there. You're kind of making sure to ask questions. But if you don't have someone close to you that you feel comfortable that's going to give you that feedback, then by all means, like, let us know. And we definitely will help. Like, that is a great idea. Um, keep expanding on it. Or, eh, I mean, do a little bit more research. I'm never going to turn somebody down because every idea really, truly is you'll be amazed at like one idea just kind of multiplying and just taking off. Yeah, that that is um, why I think it's a community thing, too, because if you're surrounding yourself with people who don't get the entrepreneur idea, they may be like, yeah, but I mean, you got a steady job. Just stick with that versus betting on yourself. So in 2023, we have a, a something that's coming out that's specifically for entrepreneurs and creating that level of community so that you can have a safe place to bring your ideas and even find business partners that you can collaborate with and create with because we can't just be the only ones successful in these entrepreneurial she uh, streets. I almost said something. It else. takes a village. <laughs> no, no, no. Tell us what you really say. <laughs> but it really it, does take a village, y'all. It does take a village. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, any last thoughts for the episode? Any takeaways? For me, are you asking the chat? Yeah. Sorry, I got, I thought you were asking the chat. I got excited. Like, I want to see takeaways. But also, if you have them in the chat, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> um, takeaways for me, guys, is going to be, I mean, it really does. It's kind of that next level for me. So little by little, um, stepping into entrepreneurship, taking that plunge, coming up with, you know, creative ideas. I am a creative by heart. So it's for me, takeaways, this is a super insight, I'll say insightful week. But then on top of that, like the notes that I took, they're like tidbits of information that even though they may even seem common, it's like, wow, I never really thought of it like that. Um, so yeah, it was a huge week, but that would be my biggest takeaway is that I, in my own life, professionally, personally, like I am the CEO of my own life. So having that and walking in that. And as Ariel said, like, this is what I will do. This is what I will not do. I'm very clear on that. Um, when I work with clients, when I work with, you know, even my day-to-day -day job. So it's one of those things that a lot of takeaways, but being my own entrepreneur is huge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about I, you? Honestly, I think uh, my biggest takeaway for the week has just been, it's the, con if I know I continue to say this, but it really is mindset. First, you have to believe in yourself. 
as I continue to say, I will be your second best cheerleader. You need to be your first. Say that for the congregation in the back. I don't think the members <laughs> in the back heard you say that just one more time. You have to be your best cheerleader for yourself. I'll be your second, but you have to believe in yourself. You have to. Thank you. you Thank to. you. That's yeah. it right there. So we will be back next week, Monday. Enjoy this long weekend. What are your plans for the weekend, Trisha? My kids are in sports right now, so we are traveling. I am officially entered in the parenthood mode of travel. I called my mother-in-law the other day who has six kids, and all six kids were in sports, and I'm like, I don't know how you did it. <laughs> <laughs> so, And I only have two. So we are traveling for sports. Um, what about you? I am not traveling for sports. Um, I have gotten really used to this boat life. So I am going to be joining a group of women who are part of this like boat club thing. So I'm going to be doing that on Sunday. And then on Saturday, there's a secret dinner society that I'm going to be attending. So I don't know where it is because it's a secret, um, but that's, okay, that's what I'm doing. Sign me up yes. for the Yacht Live. Yes, honey. Yes. yes. Sign yes. me up. It's all manifestation. You, you have to just do. You just have to do. Oh, I just got to be. Don't forget, guys, Tuesday's episode, she walks through the, the steps of CEO. So even on, I could do that for the boat. I actually need to go do that now. Like, let me close my eyes, breathe, imagine myself on that boat. I'm there. It's done. Done. Donezo. Well, thank you again for joining, Trisha. Can't wait to see you again next week. The rest of you will be here Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Be sure to tune in to all of the episodes for the week. You can watch them on YouTube, uh, Ladder Talk Live, the channel, and then also wherever you watch your podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for watching the latest episode of Ladder Talk Live. That last episode was jam-packed full of information. I know I took a lot of notes. I hope you were able to do the same. If you find yourself at the end of this episode wondering how to get your career back on track, or if you need just a little bit of career clarity, make sure you go to coachwalina.com to sign up for your free complimentary career consultation. Let's get your career aligned to where you're looking to go next. Again, we're here to help everyday people live extraordinary lives. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and wherever you watch the podcast so you are in the know when new episodes launch and new opportunities to learn are available. I'll talk to you soon.